I refuse to think that a lot of those new boaters are going to go, okay, well, this is over, so I'm just going to park my boat and do something else. A lot of those folks are going to, they're going to continue boating and get more into it and bring more people in. Welcome to the Woman Angler and Adventurer Podcast, inspiring real women with a passion for fishing and the outdoors to go get their adventure on. Now, here's your fearless host, Angie Scott. Hey, welcome to the Woman Angler and Adventurer Podcast. So if you listen to the show, you know I'm a huge fan of fishing from a pontoon. I've had pontoons for almost six years now, and the versatility is just unmatched. When I first started thinking about getting a boat, I had a very limited budget in mind, so a pontoon wasn't even really in the realm of consideration for me. I was looking at maybe a small bass tracker or a small deep V boat, uh, something newer so I wouldn't have to worry so much about mechanical issues while out on the water since I figured I'd mostly be out there by myself. At the same time, my parents were toying around with the idea of getting a new boat or fixing up their old alumina craft, and they had mentioned the going the pontoon route a couple of times. So one day while I was scrolling Facebook, an ad came up for Quest Pontoons. If I recall, I think it was the Gilgetter model, which is the, the smallest version that they make. I'd never seen a pontoon so small, but I thought it would be perfect for me. It was well equipped for fishing and I could do other things on it like invite a couple friends and write some songs. I thought maybe since it was smaller it just might be something I could work into my budget. So on a whim I reached out to Quest. At the time Brad Dupuy who is now over Angler Quest, the Angler Quest line uh, which is really tailored for diehard anglers wanting to target specific species on a pontoon. And uh, he was my main point of contact. He assured me that they could build me a pontoon within my budget. And that was so exciting to me. So I started picking out colors and customizing the layout. Terry Glover was the regional sales manager at the time for my region. And so he also helped me quite a bit through the process. And we got to meet in person at the Nashville Boat Show in January of 2015. We put in the order for my pontoon through Anderson Marine, my local dealer here in Old Hickory, Tennessee. And by March, I took delivery of my brand new Quest pontoon, which I'd already picked out a name for. I had the decal made, uh, named it Marble Eye, and uh, that was named after my favorite fish, the walleye, and the rest is history. Well, I've since had the opportunity to try out and show off a couple different larger Quest pontoons, actually tritunes, and they're so nice. And as a training captain, I've had the opportunity to drive a lot of different brands of pontoons, and to me, none can compare to Quest. They put a lot of thought into design and quality, and one of the biggest things I've noticed after being behind the wheel of so many different brands is that uh, the comfort level of being behind a Quest, they have it set up just right. A lot of the other boats, while the seats might be comfortable, uh, I I feel like I'm sinking down so low. And I'm also, I'm not super tall. I'm only 5'3", but uh, regardless of that, even taller 
people that I've had on uh, different pontoons feel the same way, that you just sit down so low that you feel like you almost have to stand up to be able to see or have a booster seat of some sort. And I just don't have that issue with Quest pontoons. They really thought out the design really, really, really well. They listen to customers' feedback and take all of that stuff into consideration when they're redesigning and improving. And, uh, I mean, we kind of mentioned this in, in our conversation today, but it's almost to the point where it's like, how do you improve upon it at this point? It's uh, It's there you know so uh there are a few tweaks and little things here and there that they keep rolling out so you'll hear about some of that on today's episode uh so i'm gonna catch up with my friend terry glover who is now he's moved on from regional sales manager to national sales manager and i've had him on the show before but i'm excited to get to share with you our conversation uh, where terry gives some insight on 2020 what that's been like for boat manufacturers and we're going to talk about some of those things coming in 2021 for quest pontoons and more so uh, I had a little snafu in my recording equipment at the very beginning of our conversation. Basically, we just started off by talking about the Nashville Boat Show back in January of this year and how neither of us really had any idea what was about to transpire with the pandemic and the majority of the rest of the shows getting shut down. And uh, Terry was in the middle of talking about one of the early boat shows in Michigan. And uh, we'll jump into our conversation right there. Enjoy. I remember I was at my last big show of the year, which was the Bassmaster Classic, when people were really starting to freak out. And I feel like we kind of, now that we know what we know, dodged a little bit of a bullet because, you know, there were a lot of people at that Bassmaster Classic, and that was in March. And so we were just getting home, and then that's when all the big shows started getting canceled, like, immediately after that. So, I know. Yeah. Well, sadly, and uh, obviously this may be something we'll discuss further on in the in the podcast, but uh, it's, you know, those cancellations are not over, you know, um, for you and I both. Mm-hmm. You know, the Nash- Nashville show in January coming up, it's typically in January, it is it has already been canceled. So it's it's not going to happen and along with along with several other major shows that have already announced. Uh, their cancellation. I figured, uh, you know, I kind of knew that since it's in January that it probably wasn't going to happen. But I was speaking with Kim Muncie about the possibility. uh, We've actually been talking with her about the possibility of having it like an outdoor boat show in March um, at this marina that I'm at, which would be really cool, but I'm starting to think that maybe that's not going to be a possibility either. So, um, cool idea, but we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. I, I foresee activities like that though, being, being part of, uh, being more, more a part of what we'll, what we'll see in the future, because, you know, I, I mean, whatever, whatever the new normal is, we're still not there. Right. And and it's still yet to be seen what the new normal will be. Yep. So what was this 
year like so far? What has it been like for Quest and, and Apex Marine navigating through all this? I know most manufacturers saw a huge uptick in boat sales. So uh, just curious how, how it's been going for you. I know the, the plant is up there in Michigan, so that's one of the states that's been kind of, um, you know, shut down more than others. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you take the if you take the the entire calendar year beginning beginning in January, uh, boat shows the beginning boat shows were were they were they were mediocre at best. Uh, I mean, attendance was still decent and people were still talking about and thinking about boats, but obviously um, there was no there was no urgency, for lack of a better term, at that particular time, but. You know, I mean, it, um, it, it was looking like the, you know, the, 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 like I say, the calendar year was kind of, kind of be level with what the previous year, not 2019 was, uh, we're not expecting any, any real growth. Uh, but then of course the, you know, the, the, the pandemic then hit and things started to change. And yes, like you mentioned, our, our manufacturing facility was, is in Michigan and, it was, um, I believe, early April. Uh, I'd have to go back and look at look at my calendar to see exactly when. I believe early April was when the when the mandate came down and everything got shut down. Um, we, you know, at the time we had a had a decent backlog of orders and and orders for boats that had already been retail sold at the at the shows that did happen in January and February. But everything obviously came to a screeching halt. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we with the plant closed down. You know, of course, we the, the people that work in the plant. You know, they were they were not able to work. Uh, we were able to keep a keep a skeleton crew in the office uh, just to answer phones and try to try to help with any with any parts and customer service and warranty issues that we could. Uh, but you know. Vendors were also closed down, so we couldn't order parts. We couldn't get shipping. Um, you know, it was just a it was just a a multitude of, of issues that that slowed everything down, or not slowed down, but actually stopped everything. But then once um, once things began to open back up, there was still that still that down period where nothing was really happening other than you know. We were trying to get production ramped back up, which it's mm-hmm. not like you walk in one day and just turn the light switch on and you're back at capacity again. It takes it takes time. Uh, but then all of a sudden, you know, I, I, I want to say that the that for the focus on the family came back and, you know, people were still not able to do things like take mm-hmm. long vacations, trips, stuff like that. And uh, kids were still not involved in sports because that stuff was still shut down. And so all of a sudden people were saying, hey, let's buy mm-hmm. a boat or uh, an RV or a four-wheeler or some, some other outdoor sporting equipment because those those industries have, have – uh, they've been riding a, riding a big wave – just as we have, but, uh, you know, sales started and dealers that had inventory began selling everything they had, new boats, used boats, uh, anything they could get their hands on. And, um, 
it's it's still it's still at that fever pitch as we stand today. I mean, dealers sold out. They looked like they were going out of business because they had no inventory. And, uh, you know, right about that time, you know, comes the first of June with model year change. So we're we're trying to get new models out, which going from 20 to 21, we did we did have some changes, but not near as many as we were um, planning for, because obviously, you know, we couldn't make some of those changes that we wanted to make because, you know, we, we were closed. We couldn't we couldn't get them. We couldn't get them designed, couldn't get them prototyped. So, you know, they kind of went on the back burner a little bit. But, uh, you know, dealers ordering multiple truckloads of boats with every boat on the order having a customer's mm-hmm. name. So, you know, as it stands today, I mean, we ship a load of boats to a dealer in a any pretty much any geographic location right now. Every one of those boats are sold, so they've got inventory for a couple of weeks as they're getting boats rigged that they can show to customer to potential new customers. But then at the end of that couple of weeks, they're out of inventory again. And so it's uh, so, yeah, it's um, it's been um, it's it's definitely been good as far as that's concerned. It, it kind of surprises me in a way just because of, you know, especially in the beginning when nobody really knew what was going on and there was just so much uncertainty and people were out of work. And, you know, I know my old company that I worked for, they ended up, uh, I think they they fired 90 executives and 250 uh, employees got furloughed. And so it kind of surprised me that all these people were making these investments at this time, you know, during this time in boats. But I guess that just kind of speaks to, you know, families and stuff and still wanting to, to do something and get outside. And um, so it's been, I don't know if there's any, anything else that you've seen that kind of played a part in that. Well, um, like I'd said, you know, a lot of the things that people were used to doing, like, taking trips or, you know, um, you think of a, you think of a family where they have a couple of kids playing summer sports. If they're doing like travel baseball or travel soccer or something of that sort, they're spending a lot of money, you know, traveling around hotels and travel expenses, uh, food, uh, such as that, that they weren't spending that money. Plus they were not going out to eat. They were not going to the movie. So it was kind of like, some of their expendable income that they didn't realize that they maybe had all of a sudden they realized they had it and they still wanted to do something. And what better thing than to get out in the great outdoors, go fishing, go boating, um, you know, go, you know, like say RVs, go out, go camping, that kind of stuff. I mean, and, and I want to say that, that maybe, you know, hopefully moving forward that that focus will remain. Um, because I mean, you know, it's, it's like the, it's like they'll say it is, you know, take her fishing now, her wedding will be here before you know it. You know, it's like, yeah, let's, let's, let's focus on our families and being together. And, and, you know, even, you know, you can still, still be with your friends and be outside and do stuff. So, you know, what better way than a pontoon? Yep. Yeah. And, uh, it kind of, I think it put things in perspective for a lot of people. You know, we've been so used to this rush, rush, rush and working, you know, 
40, you know, 50 hours a week or more. And uh, everything just kind of came to a halt. And it was like, whoa, what's really important? And I think it kind of shifted people's focus. I know it did for me. Uh, I'm I'm actually in the, the process of, of looking for a camper and a truck so we can do some more traveling and be outdoors and stuff like that. So um, I'm sure, you know, I know it's that way for a lot of other people. I was fortunate enough to have the opportunity to enjoy the, the Quest Splash Pad this year, which was uh, a lot of fun. Had the the 200 horsepower Yamaha VMAX show on it from Anderson Marine and Old Hickory. And we just had a blast with that this year. So that was a, that was a huge blessing, uh, taking people out, showing it off. I had a bunch of uh, charters this year. We did some pontoon karaoke was kind of a new fun twist. I decided to, to try out this year and, um, it, it went well. Some trips were better than others. <laughs> Some of them I was like, uh, people were singing and I'm like looking at my watch, like how, how much time do we have left on this? <laughs> and then there were other groups where it was like, man, I could sit out here all night and listen to you guys sing. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, fortunately I do, I do follow you on, on social media. So I get to see a lot of your posts on that. So, uh, so yeah, it looked, yeah. uh, looked, looked like a, looked like a good time had by all. Um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, that's what I say. You know, there's there's uh, obviously my opinion's biased, but there's nothing better than than being on a pontoon out on the out on the mm-hmm. water with family and friends. Yeah, it's a it's a great platform, multifunctional. I know we've I've had you on the show before, and I've talked about it. You know, my personal use. You can fish, you can recreate, you can, you know, do just about anything from a pontoon. And, you know, I've, I've been able to use that lily pad diving board. That's been a huge hit. And, and this year, the Revo boarding ladder, I think was probably the biggest hit of all, uh, that option to add that Revo boating ladder on, which won a innovation award, I think last year. And, uh, that man, that thing, everyone who uses that, they're like, Whoa, this is the nicest ladder I've ever climbed up. <laughs> uh, that, that, that's good to hear. And I know that, uh, yeah. Ann and, Ann and Corey from Lilypad, they'll, they'll definitely be glad to hear that as well. But, uh, yeah, uh, looking at, looking at orders that we've got in house, we've got quite a few of, quite a few boats being built that will, that will have, one or both of those features added to them. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's something it's, you know, if you already own a pontoon boat, there, there are things that can be added to a pontoon you already have. So, uh, so yeah, you ought to look them up, lily pad Marine. Uh, they've got, yeah. you know, got some cool stuff. Definitely. Uh, so you mentioned, you know, you had some other plans that didn't get to get rolled out for 2021, but what are some of the new, new features that we're able to get uh, put put in the uh, production process well we did we did introduce a couple of new colors uh, a new a new green color that is called mantis which is an accent color uh, also uh, a new accent color called sapphire sapphire is a, is a is a real deep blue color uh, not a navy blue it's actually uh, more of I mean it, it even has a little bit of a purplish tint to it uh but just real both are really really exciting colors and of course that's that's what what we on tunes are known for is our bright fun colors um 
some new flooring materials, new new patterns. Uh, you know, all all pontoon manufacturers have finally, for the most part, there are still a few that use it, but for the most part, have gotten away from carpet and gone to a mm-hmm. a vinyl floor material because you know it's just a better a better product for a pontoon because it doesn't it doesn't hold water it's not it doesn't tend to mold and mildew but but anyway a couple of new couple of new flooring options that are available uh several new floor plans we've got a got a few new you know what we refer to them as floor plans or layouts and basically what that is is just how the how the furniture is positioned within the boat um you know that um you know, just gives a different look, a different feel for for a different usage. It just depends on what the what the end user wants, whether they're wanting a lot of passengers or fewer passengers, or whether they're wanting some fishing features or whatever. But but if but a couple of new models, uh, new new layouts. Um, other than that, uh, they're not a not a big amount of of changes because, like I say, a lot of that got put on the back burner. The great thing about it is, you know, our, our boats already have such great features, great usable mm-hmm. features. It's, you know, sometimes it's sometimes it's a head scratcher trying to improve on something that's already <laughs> so good. Um, right. But um, but yeah, now the now the 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 challenge to us is is getting getting the boats built and getting them out the door to the dealers so they can get them into the retail customers' hands. And mm-hmm. you know, I'll I'll take. I'll take this opportunity not to not to steer the conversation, but, you know, we're fortunate in the fact that we are a vertically integrated company, meaning that we build just about everything in our pontoons. We build them ourselves. So we're not as um, we're not as as limited to what we can and can't do by vendors, but we do have vendor parts and pieces that we have to get plus raw materials. Those companies have also, they're also under stress as, mm-hmm. as well with the demand being as high as it is. And the fact that those vendor companies were closed down for a period of time, they're all playing catch up as well. Um, some of the raw materials company or uh, manufacturers like aluminum and and vinyl and and foam and wood things like that 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 we buy bulk in in raw form you know some of those companies are even going on to allocation right now because uh, because of the demand and um, you know we've 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 gotten gotten some comments from some retail customers you know about about lead times about how long it's taken to get and and we're working as diligently as we can to get things out, but we are still limited. I mean, we've run into some flooring issues, some steering system issues, fuel tank issues, and like I say, some of those raw materials as well that, that does slow production down. And quite often it's not known until the last minute. You know, it's not, mm-hmm. uh, it's hard to plan for it. You know, you know, you have orders that are supposed to arrive at certain times. And then when they don't, that backs everything up. And like I say, I don't, I don't say that to make an excuse. It's just, just kind of giving people, you know, anybody that's listening to this, that's waiting on their new pontoon, uh, just kind of giving them a, a little backside. It's kind of uh, as to what's going on. It's kind of like the times where we went to the grocery store and we couldn't find toilet paper. You know, if, if it's just if it's not there, it's just not there. 
So, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, but, um, but please everybody know that we are, we are working toward that. And I do, you know, I, I have conversation with my peers, people that in the same position that I am that work with other companies and obviously they're experiencing the same thing because they buy a lot of their parts and pieces and raw materials from the same vendors, which we buy from. I imagine, though, being so vertically integrated that you guys had to have been a little bit ahead of the game, even though there might be little parts and pieces. I would think you're still ahead of the curve than some other manufacturers that aren't as vertically integrated as Quest. That's, that's That's a definite correct statement angie and i appreciate you saying that because because it is it is true i mean we we build enough of the boat that you could you you could potentially take the boat and put it put it on the water and go use it it may not have a stereo it may not have a graphic on the side of it it may not have a a cover or something of that sort but but i mean we can build enough of the boat that you can actually use it and then add those parts later, which obviously that's not how we want to do it. We want to send our boats out, you know, complete when they leave. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that is definitely an advantage to the fact mm-hmm. that we build it ourselves. So obviously we have a lot of uh, pretty diehard anglers that listen to this show. And I know uh, quest pontoons and angler quest pontoons are obviously angler quest more. So is very, very focused on designing pontoons specifically for anglers, but quest, Pontoons, the the recreational line, also has a lot of features that uh, can be added to to make it very, very uh, convenient for people that want to go out and fish as well. I saw one new feature just the other day that I thought was really, really cool. And I imagine this could probably be easily added to uh, a Quest pontoon as well on the Angler Quest is the the center tube uh, rod storage option. Um, which was pretty exciting to see. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a cool feature that has been added to the to the Angler Quest line. Obviously, that's it's a it's an option that's available as long as the boat is a is a triple mm-hmm. tube model because that that locker is actually inside that center tube of a triple tube boat. Um, but yeah, a uh, lot of lot of great comments about that. And yes, that's a that's definitely a a good feature for that particular boat. One question I had is, is there a a locking option to actually lock that uh, door or? Um, That would be an angler quest question. Uh, I, 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 be honest with you, I am not sure if, if that is, I'm certain that it could be something that could be, that could be added. Uh, But, uh, but yeah, being that I'm, I'm, dedicated to the quest side Mm -hmm. i'm I'm not as much on the angler quest side of 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 stuff but uh but yeah i would think that would be doable somehow or another (laughs) i i I would imagine so yes i mean it's basically a you know a lid that's it's a hinge lid that's inside uh basically a, a a ring that goes around the opening that something could could potentially be added to make it lockable nice so uh, you kind of touched on this earlier when we first started chatting, but we, you know, 2021 is still very much up in the air as far as what's going to happen, what we're going to be able to do or not be able to do. Um, any any kind of insight going forward, uh, like plans or anything like that, if we're able to to move forward with some of this stuff? 
Well, I mean, obviously we're uh, with with production the way it is right now. We're focusing upon that, uh, you know, making sure to get boats built, get them shipped, get them into the dealers and reach customers hands as quickly as possible. Uh, we are already head headlong into 2022 model year. Mm. Some of the things that we were considering for 2021, of course, got moved to 2022. Uh, I'd love to tell you all about those, but <laughs> that'll be on a future podcast. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're moving forward as, as with the idea that, like I mentioned, whatever the new normal is going to be is hopefully coming soon. Um, you know, we're, we're not going to, we're not going to sit back and just wait. Uh, we're, we're, we're moving forward and we're anticipating that, you know, boating is still going to be a big part of what people want to do. And we're proud to be, to be the supplier of the product to be able to allow them to do that. Yeah. Well, I've heard some speculation from people that because 2020 was such a blow up year for boating, that there might be a, a, a slowdown or even some people have gone as far as to say the bottom's going to fall out in 2021. And it sounds from like what you're seeing so far that that's not not where we're heading, at least not at this point. Obviously, I'm once again, my, my opinion is biased, but I'm I'm going to be optimistic that if if there's a change, I don't think it's going to be a drastic change. Uh, yes, as things get back to normal, people are, you know, some people are going to do uh, what they used to do, uh, whether it's the sports or trips or whatever activities that they used to spend their leisure time doing. I'm sure some are going to get back to that. But um the the industry experts, I'll call them the people that, that keep up with it. I mean, they they've already reported the information is out there that there has been a huge increase in new boaters. Mm -hmm. And I've got to think that, you know, we've we've been saying that in the industry for years. How do we need to attract new boaters? How do we need to attract new boaters? Well, I don't think anybody said, hey, let's have a pandemic and that way we'll, <laughs> we'll get a lot of new boaters. But, you know, this this is a that's a that's a, a positive, uh, a positive for us to a negative situation. I have to think a lot of those new boaters are going, wow, this is really cool. Mm -hmm. And and they're going to take out their friends and their family who may not be boaters that that's going to continue to introduce it to. Uh, to new audiences that, that may not be doing it as of right now. Um, I, I want to say that, um, that, that, yeah, I mean, because of that, we're, we're definitely going to um, continue to ride this wave a little bit longer anyway. Mm -hmm. And that's something I hadn't thought of. You know, a lot of the people, the new boaters, you know, a lot of them probably entered into the market with a used boat. And as they kind of got some experience and realized, hey, this is something I really enjoy, they're probably going to start looking towards, you know, what do I really want in a boat and maybe going out and purchasing, you know, new new boats and new pontoons and, and stuff like that as they realize, you know, what they really want to do out on the water. That that and also there's going to be a lot of those folks that, that bought a boat and basically bought whatever the dealer had available to buy. Mm-hmm. 
and and they're gonna they're gonna say, wow, this this is really cool. Um, it'd be great if this boat had this feature or this feature, or maybe if it was a little bigger or a little bit smaller or whatever. So you know, they're gonna be looking, you know, potentially to be buying a second boat, um, you know, trade in or selling their used boat or whatever. But uh, yeah, I, I I'm I refuse to think that a lot of those new boaters are going to go. Okay, well, this is over, so I'm just going to park my boat and do something else. Mm-hmm. A lot of those folks are going to—they're going to continue boating and get more into it and bring more people in. Right. Well, awesome. I love the optimism, and I, I'm looking forward to to seeing what happens and uh, visiting with you again when we get into the 2022 stuff that you can talk about. And uh, yeah, it'll be yeah. fun having you back on the show. I appreciate you coming on and. Uh, and yeah, we'll just uh, keep on trucking and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Well, just just one more real quick comment. You know, we mentioned boat shows earlier. Yes, there are a lot of shows that have already announced that they've been canceled, but there are still a lot of shows. I'm actually working on our show calendar now. There are areas that are still going to be having shows. So if you want to get out and find a boat show to go look at some boats, please do that. And then also... A lot of dealers are planning those other activities that you mentioned, whether it be an open house or maybe a parking lot show somewhere or a show at a marina. So there's going to be opportunities for people to go in and look at boats and and pick something out and, you know, enjoy this great this this great activity that, that we call pontooning. And if somebody's interested in uh, Quest Pontoons, you can go to the website questpontoons.com. Are you going to have the uh, the show schedule on the website like years past? Yes. Okay. Yes, it'll uh, once once it gets a little more solidified because I mean I've already I've already put it put a couple of shows on the calendar that I've had to go back and take back off because they've since you know just since I started working it they've since come back and announced that they're city or or, or whatever is not going to allow them to be able to have the show. So, but, uh, but yeah, there'll be a, there'll be a link on the, on the main page of the website that says click here for, for boat show calendar. So you can click on, find a show near you. Always people can click on the dealer locator, put in their zip code and it'll give them a list of the dealers beginning with the one closest to them. They can contact those dealers directly, set up an appointment, or just drop into the dealership and go in and uh, check out uh, check out Quest Pontoons and see what all we have to offer. Awesome. Well, I'm a huge fan, as everybody who listens to this show knows. I know it's a high-quality product. I uh, love all the features and the options and the layouts and the, the customization that you can do with them. So, uh, pleasure having you back on the show, and I look forward to hopefully seeing you down the road somewhere, maybe at one of these shows or uh, having you back on again. I, I look forward to it. I appreciate everything that you do, Angie. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure and stay tuned as we're rolling through fall. Hey, 2020 is almost over. Be sure and go to questpontoons.com so you can check out their amazing lineup and floor plans, as well as the upcoming boat show schedule, so you can hopefully come out and see for yourself. If not, check out the dealer locator and find the nearest Quest dealer to you, and uh, stop on over and just have a look. I think you'll agree with all the things that I've been saying over the last several years as far as their unmatched quality and construction and layouts and uh, 
uh, all the rest, thinking of, thinking of all the things, especially for us anglers. So, all right, thanks again. Stay safe, and I'll see you next week. <laughs>